Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for December the 4th of 2019. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news from around the industry five days a week, Monday through Friday, right here on YouTube and podcast services around the world. So if you enjoy the show, you like what you see, be sure to hit that subscribe button and stay up to date on your platform of choice. But man, do I have some news for you today as we clean the glasses and get ready to dive into it because the Resident Evil 3 Remake is 100% real, and it has actually been leaked via the PlayStation Store. A very exciting time for the Resident Evil fans. Then, of course, Campo Santos in the Valley of Gods has officially been put on ice after some rumors began circulating last week after some very eagle-eyed Twitter users began to point out some changed bios for some of Valve's new devs from Campo Santo. Then, speaking of Valve, they ran out of Steam controllers, and if you bought one, you might not be getting one. Modern Warfare's Season 1 patch is out now on top of the brand new Battle Pass, or whatever they're calling it. You know what it is when I say that. And finally, the Master Chief Collection is climbing up the Steam charts because Halo Reach is very, very popular with the PC crowd. And that is our lineup for today's show, but without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. First off, Resident Evil 3 Remake Art appears on the PlayStation Store. Cover art for a remake of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis has appeared on Sony's PlayStation Store. News of the leaked cover art comes via Gamestad, which calls publicly available information from Sony's API. In Western markets, the game will be titled Resident Evil 3. Alternate art includes a listing for Biohazard RE3, likely intended for the Japanese market. A third piece of art refers to Biohazard RE3Z version, likely an uncensored or Z-rated in Japan by the Computer Entertainment Rating Organization version of the game. Last year's RE2 remake also also received a Z version in Japan. The leak comes in advance of the Game Awards, which will stream live on December the 12th and could be home to an official reveal from Capcom. The third entry in the Resident Evil franchise, RE3, was originally released in 1999. The survival horror game tells the story of Jill Valentine and her escape from an urban center affected by a biological weapon. The game's boss, known as the Nemesis, features prominently in this new cover art. Of course, today's leak coincides with stuff we've been talking about on the podcast for a couple of weeks now, which includes a report from YouTuber Spawnwave, who claimed to have credible reports that a remake was in development and on track for a 2020 launch. Eurogamer later said the exact same thing. Then, in a financial report from October, Capcom called last year's RE2 remake an indisputable success for the company, and the publisher said it would utilize dormant game properties and remakes to promote growth in the future. This is not the only Resident Evil game on the slate we we also have Project Resistance now, known as Resident Evil Resistance, of course the 4 against 1 online multiplayer game. A very exciting time to be an RE fan. Now with that being said, ooh, I like this cover art a whole lot. Of course, if you played the new version of Resident Evil 2 earlier this year, you'll know it was very, very good. Uh, really in the running for game of the year for a lot of people, including the Game Awards, if I remember correctly. It's actually a nominee, and I must admit, very deserving so. It is a phenomenal game, and to see the third game remade, uh, of course, has been rumored for quite some time. They've been working on it for quite some time, uh, but very cool to see nonetheless, and I cannot wait to dive into this one because, man, these remakes just hit me where it counts. But if you were curious as to whether or not the rumors were true, it looks like RE3's remake is in fact going to be getting a reveal sometime soon. It could be before the game awards now that the cat is out of the bag. However, you know what's not out of the bag? or any bag, or even out of the studio, in the Valley of Gods, which is, of course, Campo Santo's next big game now that they've been bought out by Valve. Looks like that one's not going to be coming out for quite some time. It is on hold, officially. In 2017, Firewatch developer Camp... 
Expo Santo. Had a little pause there. Ooh, keep you on your toes. Unveiled in the Valley of Gods, a promising-looking first-person adventure set in Egypt. The following year, Valve, the maker of Counter-Strike, Steam, and Dota 2, snapped up Campo Santo. Some Firewatch fans worried Campo Santo had been swallowed by a company notorious for not shipping games. Just last month, Firewatch fans freaked out a little bit when multiple Campo Santo developers who had joined Valve removed any and all mention of In the Valley of Gods from their Twitter bios. It was a worrying sign, one that we talked about here on the podcast, but no longer. Of course, Campo Santo co-founder Jake Rodkin confirms that In the Valley of Gods development is on hold, but not outright canceled. In a statement to Polygon, Rodkin says that former Campo Santo devs are busy working on not just Half-Life Alex, the new VR game, but Dota Underlords, Steam, and other Valve projects as well. Here is the full statement. Wow, that's long. To fans looking forward to In the Valley of Gods, it's probably clear that the optimistic 2019 at the end of the announcement trailer is not going to be accurate. In the end, Valve time makes fools of us all, but yes, developers from the former Campo Santo team have joined other projects at Valve, including Half-Life Alex. As you can imagine, our experience in the first-person adventure genre is pretty relevant. You hear a lot about how at Valve you can work on what you want. It turns out that's true, and there's a lot of work available. As we integrated ourselves into Valve, it became clear there was a lot of valuable work to be done on Half-Life Alex, some of us started lending a hand and have since become full-time on the project and as it approaches launch. Similarly, some ex-campos are working on Dota Underlords, some are on Steam, and so on. So to answer your question as of today, in the Valley of Gods, development is on hold, but it certainly feels like a project people can and may return to. And when that happens, we will find an exciting way to let fans know. Half-Life Alex is scheduled to be released on Steam in March 2020, and In the Valley of Gods, release date on Steam is now listed as TBD. Uh, personally, this was a very promising game, but I do believe it's wise to put this one on ice because, quite frankly, Half-Life Alex has the potential to make a big wave uh, in the VR space, and of course, it is the first big uh, Valve game that is really making headlines in the Half-Life franchise since Half-Life 2, uh, and it makes perfect sense for developers to want that legacy to be able to say hey i worked on half-life alex a half-life game that's a very big point on the resume and so this makes perfect common sense in my opinion now with that being said firewatch and of course in the valley of gods definitely brought something new to the table and i think it's something that you might have missed out on uh whenever you're working on other valve projects and so that's something that we as the players are going to miss out on at the end of the day uh, but ultimately very excited to see what happens with the campo santo guys in valve i think that a lot of good is going to come from this ultimately though i think they probably are going to end up being absorbed into the fold of valve and ultimately Campo Santo is no more. They've been purchased by Valve, and that's perfectly, perfectly fine because, hey, at the end of the day, they're making some very impressive projects, but you would love to see their project finally see the light of day. Who knows? It could come out, maybe not, but it still very well could. However, speaking of Valve, they have run out of Steam controllers and are canceling orders. The controller has gone for good. Last week, Valve decided it was time for the Steam controller to be retired just over four years after it launched. God, has it been that long? To get rid of the last of its stock and give people one more chance to snatch it up, Valve shaved the price down to five bucks, which was a steal, even if the controller was not all it was cracked up to be. Unfortunately, it looks like the remaining stock has run out before the orders have been fulfilled. People reported they'd received refunds out of the blue, even for controllers that had allegedly shipped. Following that, Valve informed customers that it mistakenly took more orders than it was able to fulfill. Unfortunately, since it's not making any more of them, it can't just wait for more stock. The Steam controller is officially dead then, along with the Steam Link and and Steam machines. Valve launched its bid to take over living rooms only four years ago, and now the whole ecosystem it developed has been shelved. Steam machines were the first to go after they caused not even the slightest splash at launch, but none of the products really gained much traction. 
I still use my Steam link, Fraser Brown says, over a PC gamer, but even with a wire connection, I have trouble with plenty of games, while my Steam controller has been ignored for years. I was so enthusiastic when I got it, but it felt cheap, it was too noisy, and it turns out that replacing the right analog stick with a trackpad is a terrible idea. Both were attractive prospects that didn't live up to their promise. And ultimately, if you did want to dive in and play with the Steam controller, you better have bought one before now, because quite frankly, uh, you don't have the chance to do it anymore. And that's very, very fine. This always looked to me to be horrible. This was a horrendous controller design. The trackpad on the side of it, that makes no sense to me. I've got to have some control here. I can't just be using a trackpad, making it feel like a mouse pad over here. And then this D-pad, I don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, but ultimately, that seems to be the feeling for a lot of people. However, still a fine peripheral. I know that Rocket League, I believe, was one of the examples they used uh, when the controller came out. It was a pretty good experience. But ultimately, if you got one for five bucks, congrats. You now own a piece of gaming history that will never see the light of day again. But you could play Modern Warfare with it. You probably would suck at it, but you could play it. And Season 1's patch has added three classic Call of Duty maps. On top of that, the Battle Pass is out now. Call of Duty Modern Warfare just got a whole lot more content. The first season of the latest Call of Duty game began on Tuesday morning, and it includes three more maps, numerous spec op missions, new weapons and skins, as well as the game's first Battle Pass. Modern Warfare's new maps are Crash, Vacant, and Shipment, and each of the three maps is a remake from COD 4 Modern Warfare, and will be available to play in any of the game's standard multiplayer modes. This season also adds a few new gunfight maps, cargo, atrium, and more. The start of Modern Warfare's first season also means the game is getting its first battle pass. This pass will allow players to unlock new items and cosmetics by gaining in-game experience. It comes with 100 tiers worth of content for players to unlock, while most of the battle pass rewards will require players to purchase it to unlock, 23 of the battle pass tiers will be free to anyone playing the game. Included in those free tiers are the two new weapons, the Ram 7 Assault Rifle and the Holger 26 Light Machine Gun that Infinity Ward has released as part of Season 1. This also brings three new game modes to Modern Warfare. Reinforce, a game mode that first showed up with Call of Duty Ghost, is a limited respawn mode where teams compete to capture flags. When players die, they'll stay dead until their team captures one of the flags, which will allow them to respawn. The new Gunfight OSP mode will make the 2v2 mode more interesting by forcing players to find weapons scattered around the map, and meanwhile the Infected mode makes one player a zombie who has to infect the other players as they try to hide and survive. A classic fan mode. But Modern Warfare Season 1 patch is out now on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And if you want to dive in, you certainly can. Very good times. Love the three classic maps, specifically Crash. Ooh. Man, I love this. Good. Ooh, God, that's good stuff. But if you did want to dive in, again, the game is phenomenal. And of course, it was on sale over the weekend, so a ton of people are probably getting into the game right now. Kind of like the Master Chief Collection on PC because Halo Reach is out now, and you can definitely tell because the Steam charts are lighting up. Halo Reach, one of the most memorable games in the wide-ranging series, is playable today on Steam, the Microsoft Store, and Xbox One. If you are thinking of buying Reach outright, it is $10 as a standalone game. The PC version touts 4K and 60fps support with optional experimental variable frame rate settings, so it looks at least as good as your foggy memories from nine years ago, if not significantly better. It's all coming back to me by now, and it, of course... By that, I mean how bad I am at Halo. Was anyone else the worst Halo player in their friend group? Can I get a show of support? The author asked. No, you can't, because I was really good. Just kidding, I kind of sucked. But otherwise, if you want the whole package, the Master Chief Collection is out on PC, sort of. As it stands, the $40 package includes Reach right now, while the remaining games, Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, 3 ODST, and 4 will show up on PC throughout 2020. 
To be clear, you don't have to purchase both of these options according to 343. Think of the MCC product as a launcher that will house Reach. You can purchase MCC Complete, which will auto-update with all the titles as they are released, or you can just get Reach standalone, again for 10 bucks. In typical fashion, Microsoft is also rolling Halo Reach and Xbox Game Pass subs on PC and Xbox One, but whichever way you go, you'll still need an Xbox Live account to play online, and there is not cross-play support between PC and Xbox One, but Steam and Microsoft can mingle on PC. So far, so good, at least at launch. Of course, the Master Chief Collection is currently the fourth most played game on Steam today, with a peak concurrent player count of around 138,000 users, and I bet it'll climb even higher tonight after work. It's fun to see Halo sitting above D2 on the Steam charts, but next up, of course, for the Master Chief Collection, is Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary in early 2020. And so, uh, we have Halo Reach finally. Of course, I tried to play via the Xbox app on PC, download it via the Microsoft Store, but ultimately I couldn't get it to start right now through Game Pass, so that could be a bit of an oversight on the PC side of things if you do use Game Pass. Uh, but it's working on Steam if you did want it on Steam. Again, only $10 or 40 if you want to get the rest of the games as they roll out. I'm actually about to dive into it on Xbox One because, quite frankly, I like playing Halo on an Xbox. It just feels right to me. However, I know a ton of people out there love their PCs and they love playing on PC, so it's good to have that option if you did so choose to play it that way. But with that being said, that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed this one, drop me a like down below. And of course, if you are listening on a podcast feed, I appreciate you very much. And be sure to subscribe and stay up to date with a show every single weekday. But until tomorrow, you guys have a phenomenal rest of your day. I will talk to you soon and peace.